Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Dan McTagg is the president and founder of Canadians for Affordable Energy. You know that gas prices are hitting records, and we're still buying, by some estimates, over half a million barrels of foreign oil from arguably questionable sources daily for Canada, while our own supply of oil is not exported to a world in waiting and deemed not good for us either. So, Dan, let's uh, let's talk about this issue of um, what it's costing. What is gasoline? What's the price of gasoline today in the cities that we broadcast in? Uh, well, let's start with Vancouver, 233.9. Uh, yeah, you heard that right, Toronto and <laughs> Edmonton. And, uh, yeah, Edmonton, uh, buck 68, buck 67, uh, Calgary, buck 60, buck 71, buck 72. And um, some of that is because James, because uh, the premier, premier. Yeah, yeah, Jason Kennedy reduced the uh, taxes. Yeah, plus GSC. So 13.6. So, yeah. And of course, uh, they don't have all sorts of taxes that Vancouver has. Remember, Vancouver has two, as does BC, two carbon taxes. That's why most of the interior is also well over $2.05, $2.10 a liter. That uh, Victoria, is regular, of course, is yes. Yeah, that's regular. regular. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, you like carbon taxes. You don't mind having one or two. Um, you want to end. Uh, you know, uh, fossil fuels, you want to block pipelines, there's a there's a cost to that. Now, uh, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, all in the 178, 179, 187 range. Um, Ontario, uh, this story, of course, uh, breaking all-time records again. So here in Toronto, uh, $2.08.9 a litre. Uh, you and I talked about this a week or so ago, 210 by May 2-4 weekend. Looks like uh, that only won't just be hit, it'll likely be exceeded. Montreal to fifteen point nine, almost two sixteen. Regular Maritimes uh, about to see some pretty big shakeups overnight. Uh, I think uh, we'll see two twenty three in Newfoundland uh, by no later than this time tomorrow night. Wow, man, oh man, that's um, you yeah, know what? Crazy. A buck eighty starts to sound like a deal. Yeah, and and Roy, the average price in Canada is now eighty five cents a liter more expensive than it was this time last year. So. You know, places like Toronto, you were paying a dollar twenty-eight. Uh, you're now paying two hundred eight. So you know, you're you're at a you're at a uh, really a, a point in which people have to start to wonder why a country with the third largest provable reserves in the world, no problems with our refineries, is running into this kind of trouble. And uh, I mean, the answers are pretty simple because we've talked about this on on this very show for the past several years, and it's gone completely. Uh, people have been catatomic about this, but uh, I think no longer because it's, you know, when you mess around with energy affordability, you start driving up the cost of living beyond people's ability to pay. People can't go out and get, you know, compensation, can't raise the price uh, uh, which they're operating at. They can't go to their employee employer and ask for more money. Uh, we're going to see a significant decline in the standard of living and prosperity that Canadians have many, in many respects taken for granted. So, Dan, what I will hear, and you hear all the time, is if you reduce the carbon tax, it really won't make much of a difference. And the reason the gasoline prices are where they are is because of the world reality got nothing to do with any domestic policy. Yeah, well, a country with the third largest provable reserves that killed 3 million barrels in oil that the world desperately needs today could have dropped oil prices 30 bucks a barrel. That's point number one. So, yeah, it is a global issue. Canada's inability to bring 
its oil to uh, global markets uh, is on Canada. It's not a global thing. Second of all, that would have increased the value of the Canadian dollar. Uh, that uh, would have seen us come back to parity. Between those two actions alone, had we not been so damn short-sighted in killing pipelines and trying to be trendy and woke, we would have been, we'd be saving 60 to 70 cents a litre right now. And then, of course, the carbon tax. Yeah, you may not think much of it, but in a province like mine in Ontario, it's rising at a rate that's faster than the rate of inflation, 12.5 cents a litre with HST in the past 25 months since it's been implemented. So, yeah, no, uh, it's a package policy. You've gone after, regulated, choked off, encouraged the Mark Carney's uh, friends of the prime ministers and others to try to stop investment in oil and gas. And now you wonder why the Canadian dollar is weak. You wonder why no one wants to buy into the Canadian uh, currency. And you kind of wonder why prices are going through the roof. We were the solution. We have now signed up to become very much a part of the problem. And we still have a minister of environment, a minister of natural resources, and a prime minister that keep talking this nonsense narrative about net zero, which is crazy. It will never be achieved, not without net poverty. Uh, they talk about the just transition, the great reset. This is, you know, code word uh, for false prophets who've taken us down this very, very dark and very desperately painful path. And it's time for them to take their narrative and pack up and go. And if they don't want to, then the Canadians have every right to say, look, these prices are where they are because we have voted NDP and Liberal and Green in this country, and we have taken the idea that somehow we're bad, uh, that we're not producing clean energy, and therefore we should be ashamed of ourselves. There is a massive cost to that, and that cost is not going to be borne by Canadians who can least afford it. Those I had a conversation with Elizabeth May a few years ago on the air, um, Green Party member of Parliament, and I said, you know what, yep. Elizabeth, most countries, most people in most countries would consider themselves blessed if they had the natural resources resources that Canada has. And that's the truth of it. So um, let me ask you in, uh, we have a couple of minutes left. How much should we be paying for a liter of gasoline? How much? Well, if I were prime minister of this country and we didn't block pipelines, we'd be down to about, on a day like today, probably about $1.45 a liter. And I say that because I would kill the, obviously, the, the, the uh, cap-and-trade slash carbon tax. I would also get pipelines built in this country. Not that I have that opportunity. Uh, and I would simply ask my friends in Quebec, if you're not interested in having pipelines, then perhaps uh, you ought to consider not having any pipeline at all and you know, uh, not have propane and not have oil and not have a refinery. Well, they're down they're, they're, they're cutting off their noses to spite their faces because they don't want yeah. liquid natural gas either. My God, uh, Europe is saying that they see this as transition fuel. They have had to concede that. What's wrong? Look, this is not the people of Quebec. You know, people no, you live with, Roy, people I know. From the Montreal this Economic Institute polling. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it's really the, it's the grifters. It's the, it's the uh, activists. It's a group of uh, well-polished elite who don't give a damn for the public. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, 216 a liter should wake them up, but uh, not having enough diesel should do that. But look, I, I would build pipelines in this country. Uh, and I would tell you that, uh, you know, any other attempt at trying to stop or stifle our energy sector once the courts have made a decision would be treated as criminal. And these people would be prosecuted the fullest letter of the law, including those who try to shut down the uh, Gulf of Gasoline Pipeline. So, final question then. If we decided to change course, and if suddenly it became 
inevitable for government to make changes because people had had enough, couldn't afford to, you know, live their lives. How quickly could Canada move the needle on getting our needed oil and gas to a waiting country, ours, and the world? Well, get the Keystone Pipeline, uh, rather the uh, Trans Mountain Pipeline built. No more no more fooling around. Get it through. It's, you know, uh, that would you know provide the world 800,000 barrels it currently doesn't have. I would also, of course, move beyond uh, that and to suggest other alternatives. Churchill, um, using the Great Lakes, uh, uh, even perhaps working with uh, with other U.S. states to uh, to reconfigure, to get more refineries built, and to get more energy to the eastern part of this country, to the rest of the world. Right. Finally, I would energy rebates, Roy, which I did 20 years ago. We got to give the money back to the people. The government is making uh, is ripping people off with the the GST and HST. It, it's okay. it, it's an absolute ab- uh, abomination, and it needs to be changed. The International Energy Agency points out. I believe this is the number. Yeah. But by 2060, and net zero is supposed to be 2050, according to Mr. Trudeau, by 2060, the world is still going to be using 100 million barrels of oil per day. I think it's I've got that same, correctly. Yeah, same organization that last year said stop making fossil fuels, stop producing uh, you know, any oil or natural gas. Uh, and they're not. Oil companies are making money because they're being told you can't make any more. So that's what they have. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.